1: Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's C O R I E N T dot com. Corient.com
2: Well met fellow adventurers and now we're back with Sir Crokington. It's been a while. There's been there's been a little tiny little known festival called Christmas. Which means of course there's been a special Christmas adventure. But we're not going to be doing that yet. Because I'm kind of hoping I can trick someone else into doing it with me. So I'm going to wait and see if that can actually happen. So instead, we'll be doing the regular scheduled adventure, which is Beggar's Delve, which we get to from the Goblin Claw Inn in Southwest. So now at the Goblin Claw Inn, enter the inn, and save, Common Womb Adventures, Beggar's Delve. What lies in the damp, gloomy depths of Beggar's Delve? Let us begin. Mark on this adventure. The man seated across from you takes a sip from his nearly full flagon repeats what he said only a few moments ago. He listened with growing interest as the wheelwright from from Bundbur again relates to you a somewhat fantastic tale told to him by a traveller early this after- afternoon. A story involving a bandit, goblins, and a nearby wi- cave. The real wife, Jude, His his bushy brown beard flecked with froths prof of the Goblin Claw's best ale, although that doesn't say much, tells you about a cave known as Beggar's Delve, in the depths of which is said to lie a large quantity of gold, a treasure long ago hidden away by a woofless bandit as he fled from a band of goblins. Druid says the version of the tale told him by the traveller had the bandit stash his ill-gotten gains in a cave. Narrowly evade his goblin pursuers. Only to be killed on his way back to reclaim his prize. we unwittingly cross paths with a death-barbed spider in the forest. Right, what's a death-barbed spider? I guess we'll read that. These giant, venomous, green and black spiders, many of which grow to the size of a large dog, are named for the long barb stinger that protrudes from the end of their tapered abdomens. The venom injected by the barb stinger serves to incapacitate the spider's prey and can ultimately paralyze creatures man sized or smaller oh no smaller to grow even smaller Once thought to have gone extinct, sightings of deaf barb spiders have occurred with greater frequency over the last few years all across the North Portland. As the Wheelwright concludes his retelling of the Traveller's Tale, you're startled when he offers to reveal the location of Beggar's Delve for a flagon of the Goblin Claw's best autumn ale. Jewel fixes you with a pleasing stare as you contemplate the details of his unexpected proposition. So I can buy him a flagon of ale for just one gold? Well, if it's that cheap... It's definitely worth a shot, even if it's just a one percent chance of it turning up something. And it, even if it's over the odds, of it, it's just a drunken ploy. But if it was a drunken ploy. They probably would have made it for an adventure. Why him now? Oh, one gold boy! How oh, terrible! No sooner have you called for ale, does the bearded wheelwright begin to detail for you the location of the cave. You listen intently as he describes to you a spot in the forest, only a few miles west of the Goblin Claw. Druid wishes you luck, and tells you he expects a half share of whatever gold you find hidden in the cave. Well, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Just a st- joke, of course, he says, chuckling. I do hope you take care if you venture out that way, though. Best of luck and all that. You thank jurid? Just as you galore arrives wives and sets down the flagon you called for. The weir-white snatches up the owl and swallows nearly half of it in a series of loud gulps, eh? Savour it! Pausing to salute you by waving the battered vessel. With the location of Bergisdale now firmly etched your mind, you begin to contemplate when... And how you will exploit, explore the nearby cave in the hopes of finding its legendary treasure. So, well, now, when is right now? There's another adventure, it's called Ashen Faces, and that, that turns out to be quite a thing. Quite a thing indeed. So not quite yet. Anyway, beggars delve... Is, in, ...is near the Goblin Claw Inn... ...in South Top Glen... ...in the Heart Hills... ...in South West ...which is right near where I am... ...so locations near the Goblin Claw Inn... Beggar's Delve... ...let's go there... ...visit Beggar's Delve... ...you're standing in the forest... ...several miles west of Goblin Claw Inn... ...before the mouth of a cave... ...known as Beggar's Delve... ...according to what you've been told... A large quantity of gold was long ago hidden in the cave by a bandit. The foul smells drift out of the cave's dark, gaping maw. I guess there's no real way to return it to... Who Return the gold to whoever it was stolen from? I mean, there's no records of the things, and it seems it was centuries ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think... I think it's just uh, finders keepers now, yeah. Finders keepers, especially if you have to fight a monster to get it. Yeah, yeah. Finders keepers always applies if you have to fight a monster. Yes, yeah. unless you unless you entered into an explicit verbal written contract beforehand, specifically about said treasure. So I go west nearby, obviously I don't need to because I've just started. Into the cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of the damp, forbidding cave. There, known as Megas Delve. To the west, the broad tunnel slopes down into the silent, glistening doom. So I start in the southwest corner. Alright, the map's a bit lumpy and eerie. Gurgling sound whoops out of the darkness ahead as an undulating puddle of grey slime slides into view. With the deadly with the deadly scavenger slivering in your direction. You instinctively assume a combat ready stance. It's slivering grey slime. The oozing puddle of slime surges at you oh no no no, I'm not having any no surging about here. Nope, it's stab it to death. And twelve XP. A revolting gurgling noise echoes along the tunnel. The grey slime rapidly melts into a thin bubbling puddle of ooze. After quickly checking over your equipment, you once again set off through the gloom. Alright. Nope, nothing in the nothing in the northeast corner. Go straight west from the entrance. Oh, here's another one. It's a whippling grey slime. Slappity stab, 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 stab. It is slime. 12xp, a revolting, gurgling noise echoes along the tunnel as the grey slime rapidly melts into a thin, bubbling poodle of ooze. After quickly checking over equipment, you once again set off from the gloom. Uh, Exploring every part, more Whippling Grey Slime. Well, at least you're getting some XP for it. 12 at a time, that's something for sure. There's a little alcove. Withering Glaze Grey Slime. It is slain, for another 12 XP. Eerie gurgling sound erupts out of the darkness ahead as an undulating puddle of grey slime sides slides into view. The deadly scavenger slithering in your direction instinctively assume a compact ready stance. Waving grey slime, be gone. Good, you are gone. And you're also dead. If you're ever alive. Slimes is weird. Okay, now... Now the passage just goes in... Now the dungeon is just one long passage. Reach the western side, going north, going east, another slime blocks my path. Bad move on its part because it has been stabbed. The cave tunnel ends abruptly at a jagged brink of a yawning fissure that spans the entire breadth of the passage. The passage continues east on the the opposite side of the perilous chasm, which you estimate is nearly 10 feet wide. That's too many feet. It's far too wide. Far, far too wide. should be less wide. Then then we could just, you know, step over it. All right. Got to get over, because the treasure is, as always, at the very end of the dungeon. Those just the walls. That's just how it works. It just is. Because otherwise, why would you make this whole dungeon? If the treasures weren't at the start? Hmm. There might be a few exceptions. I mean, in Final Fantasy VIII, when you go into this... this temple thing... was it a tomb, anyway? It's one of the sacred minotaur in it. Anyway, the... Information you were sent to find is pretty much at the start. But the actual reward and new summon was much deeper in. So anyway, attempt to cross the chasm. For several long moments, you stand staring across the perilous divide. Your desire to explore the corridor on on the other side of the chasm is tempered by the realisation of the extreme danger involved in attempting to cross the fathomless fissure. The fathomless fissure. So I could use feathery gating, just jump over it, or head back west again. Well, well, Considering what Sir Croquemort was turned into, she should have a fairly quick job of just jumping over it. Let's try that. Standing at the edge of the chasm, you silently weigh, weigh the odds of successfully leaping across the jacket's spam, and determine that while such a feat is possible, perhaps even likely, failure will almost certainly result in death. Okay, okay, gird my loins, and anything else? Attempt to leap across the chasm. Retreat several yards from the edge of the chasm, before sprinting towards what appears to be the newest section, the narrowest section of the span. As you reach the edge, you grunt loudly as you launch yourself into the air, bending every ounce of your might and will towards landing safely on the far side
1: Sh-boing.
2: all right, picking a number, bonus of 43, 20 from body, 17 from agility, 6 from luck, got to get 60 or more, or 4 to my death, pick now, pick now, pick now, 47, failure, well, I kind of wanted to show this off, so that was actually the plan all along. You've been hurtling through the air above the chasm for less than a second when you realize, much to your horror, that your leap is going to come up short. In desperation, you reach out for the jagged edge, but I can't reach it because my arms, my front limbs, are so short. Reach out for the jagged edge to which you're hurtling, but you're out. Outstretched fingers never come within a foot of your target as you tumble headlong into the yawning void. Both your startled cry and your life end abruptly when your body slams into a jagged outcropping of rock over two hundred feet below. Yeah, hmm, that might actually be worse than that for Sir Croakington. You have been killed. The thing is, Sir Crokington might be small enough that her terminal velocity would be sh- would be low enough that she doesn't die. You know, like how cats, if they fall out of a high enough window, don't do this on purpose. People will yell at you, and you'll be a jerk. If, you, if cats fall out of really high windows, they just go, eee! They just parachute out with their floppy longness, and they're okay. Yeah, so Sir Crokington's probably small enough for that to work. So yes, Sir Crokington would be at the bottom of the chasm. Admittedly, there's probably a lot of other things that have fallen in there as well. Like her bugs some of those slimes but probably not enough stuff to you know make a stable ecosystem. So Socorro would be at the bottom and if, you know, for a while should be okay. Slumping up slumping up slurping up those slimes which are probably really foul tasting. But as we all know, hunger is the greatest spice. And eventually, the food would run out. And there's no way you can climb out of that because it, it's just all slippy. Slippy from all the the water and all these slimes that have slurped down it by accident going... <coughs> it is. It's just leaving the entire edge cased with slippy, slippy slime. So it's going to be stuck there. And stuck there. And stuck there. Until she starves to death. And then... At the bottom... You just... Die. And, they'll, and, they'll, and no one will ever know what became of her. But fortunately... Your adventure has not... Your adventure has come to an end, but... This is a video game, so <laughs> you can do stupid things like that and still be okay. Bit not, Sir Crokington. You need Odie. Click the Please Restore. Please Continue option below to proceed and restore your last save game. Alright, please continue. Alright, back to the counter, Back to Sir Croakington in the Goblin Court. Tavern all right just speed one this the adventure by the ale on Un- unlock the location and save Alright, travel to beggars delve All right. we're just gonna be doing this super quickly because there's nothing else in this dungeon before the before the chasm. It's a whippling grey slime. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. I've already fought you all once. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Up the windy passage. Go north. Whipling grey slime. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. You shall not block my path. Slivering Glaze Slime, no, Gray, not Glay. Okay, all right, shall I try to jump again? I mean, it's not likely I've fail it twice in a row. All right, <laughs> I, Sir Crokington hasn't learned any lessons at all. Attempt to leap across the chasm, 99. Success. Oh, you know, second time lucky, apparently. You land hard on the far side of the chasm and stumble forward several yards before arresting your stumbling gait against the damp tunnel wall. As you step away from the wall and begin to survey this new length of passage, you exhale sharply, thankful to have survived the dangerous traverse. Having made it safely across the chasm... You're about to continue along the cave tunnel when you suddenly spot a large wooden structure westening up against the nearby wall. A closer examination of the curious object reveals to be it to be a late makeshift bridge, bridge constructed out of oaken planks that are bound together by thick, waggy lengths of rope. Now, honestly, I, I guess how it got in the cave... Not that surprising. People, they'll just... Whoever would live here would have all sorts of woodmanship skill and would be able to knock something like that up. But why is it on this side of the chasm? Because whoever left it had to leave the cave, which meant they had to cross the chasm. But this is on the other side of the chasm.
0: book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: And if they didn't need the bridge to cross the gap, they wouldn't have bought the bridge. But they didn't use the bridge to get out. Ugh. Why is it on this side? It should be on the other side. You know, you, you get across the chasm to the safer side. And then you withdraw the bridge. Did Was this guy just really strong? Just went, oik! And just tossed it on the other side? I guess maybe you could do that. Maybe. Mm. Uh, Map, you like if you if you did a bit of swinging first. Yeah, yeah, because okay, you're the you're the you're the bandit because it's probably the bandit also. So you want the treasure? You want to hide it because you're a bandit. Go back to it when the heat dies down. Go hide it. Make sure it's inaccessible. Go back when the heat dies down. And then and then fence it later. Something like that, okay. So, okay, you're the bandit. So, obviously, you can't get over there. Normally, you can't get over there. So, you build a bridge. Because you've you spent most of your time in the wild. So, you, you're kind of good at that. It's a very sturdy bridge. So you get across. And then you put you put your treasure in the corner. Then you think, wait a minute. And then you cross back over. Wait, right, if you wanted to get rid of the bridge, you could just throw it down the chasm. But if someone sees it, that just gives a clue. Yeah, there's, there's probably something over there. Yeah. Although maybe it'll get people confused. that Oh, there must be another entrance. Oh, no, no. Okay, maybe he. Probably, okay, let's just say the bandit wasn't that smart. Oh, sorry, crossed over the bridge. Very skillful, well, crafty, but not wise. Let's say not wise. so okay, sorry. Make the bridge. Go over the chasm. Leave your treasure. Go over the chasm again. Think. Wait a minute. They'll just let people get to my treasure. Okay, and it goes... Ugh! Just gives it a mighty kick. And it kind of flops. Okay, it... Yeah, you kick. You give it a huge kick. You try, Maybe you're trying to get in the chasm. It just, it just flops over. It flops over entirely to the other side. This is a really mighty kick. Okay, yeah, maybe that. And then you think, oh, I've got to get it back. I'll just build another bridge. I was kind of hoping it would go down the chasm, but... Eh, that'll do, that'll do. All yeah, I think... Okay, that's an explanation for how the bridge is on that side of the chasm. All right, I'm, I'll accept that. Might not be what really happened, but that's the way I can explain. Be on that side of the chasm, but being needed. Unless there were two people, one who had abilities to cross over, to s- safely cross to the other side, and they moved the bridge out of the way so it would be more exclusive to them. And anyone who could build a new bridge, but that takes time. Yeah. No, 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 no. If any, if a second person had come in, they'd have looted the treasure. Now, there's only one person's been here. Don't know how that 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 per that person in the bar learnt where it was. Yeah. Wizards, Let's just say wizards. After closely inspecting the bridge and determining it to be in relatively good repair, you drag it over to the edge of the fissure. And after after several minutes of difficult wrangling, I'm going to have to use my power of telekinesis to do that. And... Yeah, I've used it. I've used telekinesis to help with that. Managed to set it in place across the perilous gap. Okay. The cave tunnel abruptly ends at the foot of a makeshift wooden bridge that spans a jagged, yawning fissure. The bridge, is the bridge, comprised of several oaken banks bound by thick, ragged lengths of rope, is just over two feet wide. The passage continues west on the far side of the bridge. Alright, let's go east. Alright, we're at the end of the cave. If there's anything here, it'll be here. Suddenly, a sickening, gurgling sound suddenly fills the passage, echoing along the corridor's glistening walls as a massive blob of grey slime surges out of the gloom, concealing the end of the tunnel. I don't know how the slime got there. I guess it just stuck to the walls. And I saw it oozed through the holes in the earth. The fearless predator... Predator, intent on devouring anything living that crosses his path, swiftly slivers towards you. Hold your ground and engage the massive slime. Well, if it's a great monster, there's going to be a great treasure. You defiantly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, as the massive grey slime rapidly bears down on you, its hideous gurgles echoing throughout the surrounding darkness a so Massive Grey Slime, begin combat. The Massive Grey Slime surges at you. It's on surging and is slain. 13 XP. You step back from the puddling, bubbling puddle of Grey Slime and wipe those slas- spattered remnants of the slain creature that, fa- that found their way onto your attire. It's taking a few moments to recover from the fight. You cautiously approach the end of the tunnel, where your invading light reveals a sight that serves to quicken your pulse. You're standing in the eastern edge of the cave tunnel. Only a thin puddle of greyish liquid in the centre of the corridor remains to mark the spot where the massive grey slime perished at your hands. A large wooden chest, its dark timbers soft and rotten, stands against the wall. Okay, let's use feathery first. There might be a trap. You've used your feathery, skill. Four acts of feathery. You carefully examine the chest, attempting to determine if the ancient box is trapped. After nearly a minute, you come to the conclusion that the chest is neither trapped nor locked. Well, let's open it then. As you take hold of the chest lid and begin to lift. The watted wood crumbles in your hand. In a matter of seconds, the lid is little more than a soggy pile of timber shards lying atop the heap of gold that fills the chest. Okay, gotta brush all that timber off. You promptly take possession of the large quantity of gold that fills the watton chest. One thousand five hundred. And 63 gold tokens. Beneath the gold, you discover a pair of plain gauntlets and a magnificent plate helm. Without a second thought, you reach in and take both the helm and the gauntlets. Air dust. They're just the generic gauntlets. But, and this is key, they unmatched quality. So they'll either be the be- better, the, the best things you can get that aren't magical. So they'll uh, improve your equipment or sell for a pretty penny, as well as several ugly, ugly pennies. After making certain nothing else is lying at the bottom of the chest, it's gauntlets and a helm. Nothing else is lying at the bottom of the chest. You turn and prepare to make your way out of the cave. Confident you just acquired the legendary treasure of Beggar's Delve. One-square box is empty. All right, let's go west. To the west across the bridge. You warily make your way across the wooden bridge. Taking care not to glance down onto the dark. fathomless depths of the chasm below. The rope-bound oaken plants bend and bounce to an alarming degree beneath the weight of your careful steps. Well, not quite as much as for someone else, though. You breathe a much warranted sigh of relief when you at last step onto the solid rock on the floor tunnel, the opposite side of the fissure. Glancing back at the makeshift wooden bridge. You wonder how many more crossings its ancient timbers can withstand. Now that might mean something. Head east. Head west. Head east. All right, four, five. Right, I'm going to make ten transitions. Oh, oh, oh! Something can happen. The sharp crack of splintering wood causes your heart to skip a beat as the wooden bridge suddenly gives out beneath you, sending you plummeting headlong into the dark of the chasm, both your startled cry and your life end abruptly when your body slams into the jagged outcropping of rock over two hundred feet below. Well, that actually caught me by surprise. But there you go, GM. You put in something that perhaps no one has ever saw until now. Cause I haven't. No, I think I've tried a few times. No one else brought it up. Well, we've got to re- edit the wiki, that's for sure. Well, now the wiki's updated. All right. I'm going to try it again. And not die. Really stupid. I'm going to... Pause it until we actually get there. This time I decide to use gating to get across. You channel your power gating and a swirling black portal silently opens to your wide. Without a second thought, you step onto the magical gate and emerge only a split second later from the second portal on the far side of the fissure. As the portal closes, you exhale sharply, thankful to have completed the dangerous traverse. Let me put the bridge in. All right, pause again. Just about to make my way to the exit with the treasures. Leave the cave. You emerge from the cave and step into the thick of the fragrant sunlit forest. After having spent a considerable amount of time exploring the dark, damp passages of Beggar's Delve, the softer sounds of your woodland surroundings seem particularly pleasant. Realizing the bright, clear afternoon will soon give way to the onset of dusk, you set off for the Goblin Claw Inn, eager to make its way out of the wilds before then, suddenly. The soft, unmistakable patter of footfalls landing on the leaf covered ground is all it takes for you to realize you're not alone. You spin in the direction of the sound and find a thin, gaunt-faced man in leather armor, moving stealthily towards you. The instant your eyes meet, the stranger straightens up and bows, never once averting his stony gaze. You weren't by any chance just in that cave, were you? he asks, placing his hands on his hips and glancing about the surrounding forest. A dagger is tucked into his belt at his right side. A short sword dangles in his sheath, on his left. Alright, what does divination say? It succeeded. You channel the power of divination. Detect a faint awe of evil, surrounding man. For feet of divination. You sense that its intention is to deceive you. Perhaps do you great harm. All right. Tell him you're in the cave. Tell him what, he, what you're doing is not his business. Ask him what he wants to know. Attack him or just run away. All right. Why do you want to know? The man smirks when you make your bold inquiry. He shrugs and then sighs. You know, you know quite well why I want want to know. There's treasure, he says, his tone suddenly less than friendly. There's treasure hidden away in there. I've tried to find it before, but it's not an easy thing to reach. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. I died a couple of times. If I had to wage on it, I'd say you managed to claim it. You strike me as the sort of being that wouldn't be content to leave behind such a prize. At the corner of your eye, you spot a, the man's white hand clutching the hilt of his sword. So I can attack him, or just one away. Yeah, no, no, I can't have him run away. That'll just... That'll just cause problems in the future. Yeah, I'll attack him, but since it's only a faint awe of evil, I'll subdue him. Attack him. You lunge at the man. Attempting to gauge him before he can draw a weapon, but he proves a far more agile mark than you anticipated. With a nimble twist, he dodges your attack and leaps back. His arms thrust skyward and his hands bathed in a pale, pulsing blue light. I'm not stupid enough to fight fair against the likes of you, he says, as the phantasmal likeness of two armoured goblin boys suddenly appears at his side. Cut him down! Wait, how come I can't do that? The translucent goblins, their clawed hands gripping the hide, wrapped halves of two nasty-looking axes, who are silently forward, their ghostly weapons cutting a wide arc before them. Two phantasmal goblins begin combat. The phantasmal goblins viciously hack at you. Brutal stroke for nine damage. And they are now slain, if they were ever even alive. The phantasmal goblins XP, vanish in a simmering pall. Blue sparkles. Your magic wielding assailant apparently having thought better about waylaying you. turns of fleas rushing into the forest at breakneck pace. So chase after him, or let him go. Yeah, um, Honestly, yeah, let him go. With no desire to pursue the man, you remain where you are but stay vigilant your eyes scouring the surrounding forest for any sign that might serve to indicate his return. Well, you want to know what happens when you chase him? Well, you'll have to play it yourself. After several long minutes, or maybe, or maybe I did it on the other, on the other time I did this with another character, or maybe not. It was a long time ago. After several long minutes, confident he is gone, you quickly set off eager to make your way out of the forest. You'll simply find your way out of the forest and head back to the Goblin Claw Inn. The night has already fallen when you step through the doors as he lapidated in, only to once again be immersed in the watcher's din of the infamous establishment thronged common room. There's no sign to be had of Jorid, the real wife from Bru- Brunborough, who told you about beggar's death. This his absence does little to diminish the sense of relief the return to the inn has served to provide. You take a seat near the fire and are soon enjoying the camaraderie of your fellow patrons. As the night slowly wears on and the crowd packed into the inn begins to thin out, you find yourself nodding off in your chair, your head stretched out towards the fire's glowing embers, your thoughts drifting back and forth between the damp, dark, eerie silence of beggars delve and a boisterous though most cheerful confines of the notorious South trod Glen ale and that ends that adventure for 1024 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers next time we'll probably... Next time will probably be the the special Christmas event where we see just what was in that package we found. But until then, farewell fellow adventurers.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.